Welcome back to Performer Talks. I'm your host, Bethany Unwin, and today I'm delighted to be joined by the lovely Eloise Skinner. Thank you so much for coming on the show today and coming to chat with us. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Um, so I want to explain why I've brought Eloise on the show. So Eloise is actually not a performer by trade. Eloise is a lawyer. However, if any of you have come across Eloise or her social media platforms, you will know that Eloise is so passionate about her love for the arts, especially ballet. And in in addition to being a lawyer, she's a yoga teacher, a ballet and bar teacher. She does a lot of dance modelling along with many other incredible talents. I first came across Eloise on Instagram and I knew I wanted to invite her onto our show because I think she's a fantastic reminder and example to people that you don't have to have just one string to your bow. You are not limited to one role or one career path and your passion shines through in everything you do. And I think Eloise has such a wide audience on her platform because she is a super talented and b just because she everything she does is with passion and if you go on her profile which I will give you the Instagram handle for and put in the show notes um she's incredible and her passion shines through there's just loads of great photos and in every single one you can just see that she loves to do what she does um so Eloise I'm delighted to have you on do you want to tell people for all the listeners at home um, what you what you do day by day and what your life is like. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So thank you so much for that introduction. Um, it I think it really is the most important thing to me to have that element of passion in everything I do. Like that is really the driving force behind doing so many different things. And to begin with, I um, sort of when I was much younger, I did think that I would maybe be a performer of some kind. So my parents both went to music college and so I was brought up in a very like musical uh, household and like really thought that I would sort of pursue that path as well. And up until like 16, I was doing sort of stage school classes and drama and dance and all like the arts and a a lot, a lot of music. Um, But when I was 16, I, I sort of decided I wanted to go in a different direction to my parents. And so in that quite traditional, like 16 year old sort of rebellious phase, I decided I'm just going to do something that no one else in my family has done before. And that was why in the end, I decided to go into law. And I think throughout the years, obviously now I'm a practicing lawyer. And so it's been a long time since I thought about music college or going down that kind of route. But over the, over the years, that kind of passion and that love has sort of crept its way back into my life. And I think music, dance, kind of drama, the arts and just expressing yourself in those kind of ways is so important, even if you don't end up as a full time performer. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of my story and how the passion has kind of come back to me over the years. That's incredible. So um, obviously you've spoken about the fact that when you were younger, you did think this was something you were going to do. Was there any specific moment that you thought, ah, that's it, I want to do something else and just keep this as my passion? Or was there a moment when you thought, I'm still going to have it in there somewhere, I don't know where it fits yet, but I'm going to 
get it in there somehow was that kind of a thought process yeah I mean and maybe this is something you're you'll be able to relate to in your listeners as well of um there was a time when I was maybe 18 this was maybe the peak of when I was thinking like music college or something else and I did suffer with a little bit of like performance anxiety um so I got like I would start to get very very anxious before performing especially something very like technical or technically demanding um and I was a little bit too like in my head to get to really like perform to my best ability and I think it was around that time I was thinking maybe maybe this is just a passion for me and maybe it's not something that I push myself to do in a way that kind of brings on like sort of nervousness or anxiousness in a way that is kind of not helpful for me so um yeah there's there was a few things you know it's hard to make I think when you have a really pure passion it puts a lot of pressure on that passion to then make it your career and obviously there's the anxiety side of it but there's also like the enjoyment side of it you know do you maybe lose a little bit of the pure enjoyment of a thing when you make it your sole income source and I think maybe I saw a little bit of that in my parents' careers as well, sort of this real love for something, but then the pressure that you have to put that thing under when you're trying to make it your income as well. And so those things probably came together um, around the time when I was 18 to make me decide to go a different route. Absolutely. And obviously, you've just spoken about the pressure there that you felt. Was there, obviously, you say both your parents were musicians, and they both went to music college themselves and had their career and what they were passionate about. Did everyone kind of label you as, oh, she's going to go off and do that? Like, she's pegged as that because she's always done it. She loves it. That's it. That's what she's going to do. Yeah, 100%. And I think there's probably a there's probably pressure as well um when you're when you've got a natural ability for something there's a lot of pressure externally to really like use that ability to make it your life focus and obviously from because I've been in a very musical household growing up I was very naturally sort of talented um in in terms of like picking stuff up and I have like perfect pitch and you know I found it really easy to do a lot of those things that came quite naturally to me um, and even things like, you know, the connections through my parents that I may have had, you know, we knew a lot of musicians, I sort of could see that, I could sort of see how I could pursue that career. And then I think with that comes a lot of pressure of people thinking, oh, I assume that this person's going to go that way. Um, but it's funny because now after a few years of really throwing myself into law people label me as a lawyer and never even assume that I've done anything else so I think it really does show how kind of flexible an identity is you know maybe before people thought I was that now they think I'm this you know it doesn't really matter what people how people label you you know you always get to choose your path and then people will put whatever label they want on it (laughs) absolutely yeah no that's that's fantastic and I think you know when I look at your profile now it's still like heavily focused on like you say your passion which is you know the performing and dance and music and drama um so when I look at it obviously you do actually teach that on the side don't you you do actually teach arts yeah 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 and I think it's interesting becoming a teacher as well because um there's a little bit of that you've stepped away from just your pure passion and you're now in a different kind of role. So that again is sort of like, 
taking something that you love that's an art form and then using it as kind of a skill to teach other people and it's very rewarding it's incredibly like yeah it's incredible to serve other people in that way but it does change the the art form in a way slightly for you like I know for example when I started teaching yoga and kind of like bar and things like that um I started to see those disciplines a little bit differently than I had when I was just you know practicing as a student but it's not necessarily a bad thing it's kind of just a shift in the way that you that you engage with the practice absolutely I love that and yeah I, I find it exactly the same as well when I am performing and when I'm teaching it's like different discipline altogether it's very odd in the way that it, it, you look at it but it's also it is as you say very rewarding and the fact that you know you're still getting to love what you do and I think that's a blessing for me really is because I do performing but then also another thing that brings in the income is teaching but I because my art form is in both my passion I'm always doing something I love which I'm very very grateful for um but as you say you know it it is great but you do sit in different ways it's very funny how that works (laughs) yeah yeah do you have a favorite kind of way to express your art or are you kind of you love performing and teaching equally or differently I would definitely say performing is definitely the main thing that I want to do but then within teaching it's it's almost completely different like you say it's it's uh, I mean it's great um and I love it and I love doing what I do um I think performing has always been my main passion and that's what started me on this path was the performing from a young age um but I think as I grew older and older because those people had inspired me to want to do this that's where the teaching kind of came in. I knew I wanted to do something with that as well because they had an impact on me. So I want to be able to provide that for other people as well. Yeah, yeah, agree. Amazing. Um, So I have to ask, because you do like a million and one things, you have so many strings to your bow. It's incredible. I look at your profile and I'm like, she does this as well. Where do you find the time? Like, how do you manage to juggle all these balls without dropping one? (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny because every interview and podcast I do, I always get this question. And I don't really, I should have a better answer for it. But I think there are a couple of elements of like... So I think probably the main thing is all of these things build up over a long, long period of time. So it's not necessarily, I know social media especially is one of, is something that just makes everyone look like they're just doing all these things overnight or suddenly, you know, all these things just perfectly fall into place. Um, But I think, you know, long before I had an Instagram, I was still doing all of these things. Like I've been practicing yoga for the last like, five years you know and I've been dancing for a long time and I've been a lawyer for much longer and so I think they start these things start to build up and it's not like I'm taking on all of these projects at once at any one time I'm only doing a certain amount of things and obviously there's only a certain amount of hours in the day so that's kind of the main thing I think is just the perception of it and then the other thing I think is being just incredibly focused about what I want to do And so like with all of my projects, I am so passionate about like, for example, writing a book. That was my main focus for a whole year. And that really was, that became like one of my priorities. So obviously work always comes first. And then it's like whatever passion project I'm working on. 
But saying no to a lot of things is a real like superpower when it comes to finding like structuring your time. And so I say no to probably like 90% of the stuff that like comes my way. And that's really, really difficult to do, especially when you're just starting out because you're like, oh, it seems so wasteful to say no to things. But in a way, like saying no to that opportunity that doesn't quite fit is probably creating time for the one that is like that is your passion that is your kind of like fundamental project so knowing what to say yes to and knowing what to say no to um and then the final thing I would say is just focus so like when I'm doing something I'm really doing it I'm not like half doing it I'm just going like full out um so yeah those are the things (laughs) amazing and I think that's really important something you touched on then was obviously you said that when you're completely focused you're doing it a hundred percent but at the same time, you know, saying no to things and focusing on what you want to focus on. I think as performers, a lot of the time, we actually get told to take every opportunity. You don't know what's out there in the industry. You know, don't turn anything down. Get your hands on whatever job you can. But I think what you said is so important, knowing where you want to go and creating your own path and focusing on what you want to focus on and saying yes to the things that do fit you and no to the things that don't quite fit you to give yourself the time to do the other things is is so important and helps you on your career path. Yeah, 100%. And I think now, especially when like the power of a personal brand so like so so important now in the age of kind of social media everything online and I think you really to be successful at least coming at it from like a general perspective to build like a successful career you have to be quite like a defined person like you know what you're doing you know what you stand for you're going to put 100% of your passion and energy into the projects that really fit you and I think that's probably been a struggle for me because like I have a lot of different interests so I sometimes feel a little bit scattered um so my intention has always been figure out what it is that I'm trying to offer people or offer the world and then really define the opportunities that kind of fit with that personal brand and actually I found that is what has made me probably more successful is really narrowing down like the things that I you know I'm passionate about the things that I want to do and the things that fit with who I am as a person um yeah it's interesting it's a tough I think it's very tough to build a portfolio career because and this will probably be the case for I guess many performers who will do like teachings on the side and maybe like social media stuff or um kind of other things alongside it and I think the danger is you get like quite fragmented and you feel like I don't even know what I'm doing anymore and I'm kind of like scattered all over the place and so I think really distilling down before you even start you know your brand your mission statement who you are what you're doing and then working from that foundation absolutely and I think yeah you're absolutely right I mean performers obviously get told to take every opportunity they get told to add so many strings to the boat which is absolutely right you know the more skills you have the more work you can go for but it doesn't mean that you have to do everything it doesn't mean that you have to be the best at everything you have to give the same amount of time to everything that you do and I think you know like you say with the personal brand it's becoming such a big thing now and as a performer you're self-employed so you have your own personal brand and your unique selling point and things that casting directors will look for in a business slash you as a performer um 
So I think it is so important that we don't spread ourselves too thin because like you say, like the amount of businesses that do that, that have too many things going on that you're not quite sure what they actually do. And it's exactly the same if you're a performer and you've got to navigate your own time and self-employed people in general, really. When you've got to navigate your own time, it becomes very difficult if you spread yourself far too thin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Um yeah, so would you say most performers now are, like, they're finding their own personal brands, like, on social media, like, that is, like, kind of where jobs are coming from, or is that the way the industry is going? Absolutely. I mean, I think it's definitely getting bigger and bigger and more and more widespread, definitely. And I think, you know, it's never something that we learn about within our former training. But in the mm-hmm. years to come, I'm hoping that because it has become such a big part of who you are and the networking and all those kind of elements that come into every aspect, including social media. I think there definitely needs to be some talk about finding your brand and your unique selling point and knowing how to pitch yourself to a panel so that you can fit into their um, show or their performance and you can be what they're looking for. Um, I think it does need to be talked talked about a lot more so I will be doing more things on that as well but hopefully within performing arts training they'll start doing that because more jobs are being found on social media and online and by using your personal brand there's more scouts out there now than there ever has been before so I think it is super important yeah yeah agreed So um, as I just touched on there, networking is a massive part of what you do. And you have so many shoots a week with different photographers. How do you use that? Because I think that's going to be so helpful for performers and any other forms of within the industry. How do you network with people? Is your networking mainly online or do you go out to places and meet people? Like how do you network? Yeah, I think it's been it's been a real mix and social media is such an interesting place because you get exposure to so many more people than you would naturally just going to like a networking event. So, you know, obviously coming up in a very traditional like legal education, we as this were always told, you know, the most effective way to make business connections is to network with people in like networking forums, like going to events, swapping business cards, you know, that really kind of traditional way of making connections. Um, but obviously the world is like totally different now and especially like in 2020 when there are no networking events like you're not going to be you're not going to be going to a drinks event for the next year or something probably Um, so then it's a question of like how how can you maintain that same it's the same intention behind what you're doing like you want to make a really personal connection with someone and you want to be able to start to build like a network out from that um, but then it's just all digital. So it's like taking that, that skill set and taking it online. So what I would say is like the most important thing for me in building a network has been forming good personal relationships with people, the people that feel right that you actually want to maintain a connection with. And kind of like um, the when we were talking about like saying no to things, 
in the same way, like finding the right people for your network and not necessarily sort of just like trying to message or Instagram DM, like every single person that might be relevant, but really being quite targeted and specific about who you want to connect with and why, and then making it a kind of mutually beneficial relationship. So this has been the thing with working with a lot of photographers is that I get so many requests from photographers wanting to shoot in London. And I want to make that a mutually beneficial thing for them as well. So obviously I need to get stuff for my social media and a lot of the time I, I'm paid for like different jobs or working with brands and stuff. But at the same time, I want to make sure that that person also gets exposure or they get experience working with a dancer or something like that. So there's always like, you know, you're always thinking, what can I offer as well as what can I get? It's always this like two-way relationship. And then final thing I would say about networking is, there's so much out there that's just superficial connections. And so really taking the time to build like a human connection with someone can be like all the difference you need in this kind of world of digital media and creation. Really asking someone about themselves, finding out about them, connecting on a personal level, following up after you connected, saying like checking in with them like sometimes sending them links or photos or articles or stuff they might enjoy, you know, so you're always trying to provide like some kind of value to someone else. Yeah, I think those are my top tips for networking. That's amazing. And I think that was so helpful as well, because for performers, a lot of it is getting your foot in the door and knowing people, unfortunately. And we're trying desperately to change it to what you know, rather than who you know. But at the same time, you know, what you just said there about being personal, it's not just about what you can get from it, it's about what that you can give to them, I think is such important things for people to remember. So thank you for bringing that up. Because it is such an important message. And I think the more we spread that around, the better everyone is going to be for it. <laughs> 100%. And I also think that is the thing that will make you stand out as an individual, because there are just so many people who are focused on accelerating their career by trying to get the most they can get. And I think if you go out there as someone who wants to advance their own career, but also wants to give something back to the community, to the industry, and also to every relationship that you make, like that is where you're going to differentiate yourself from everyone else. And that's exactly why I've brought Eloise on, because she's (laughs) just absolutely fantastic. Um, So very last thing um, today, but... I want to ask you, because I ask everyone, what would your advice be to aspiring performers? So I think I would say, I mean, I get a lot of requests for advice for like aspiring lawyers as well. And I think, I think I would say the same thing, which is really know why you want to be doing this. And that like, that is your key because the passion and the purpose behind the thing that you want to do is going to be your fuel for when things get really tough. And in the same way as a legal career can be really challenging, I'm sure like becoming a performer must be even more so in that you take so many setbacks along the way, you know, your path changes, you might experience rejection, you might experience success, you're up and down, you know, and things are always evolving. But behind all of that, if you have a really clear, strong foundation of like what, why you want to do the thing um, and kind of your purpose and intention behind it, Every time you kind of feel exhausted or you feel drained or you feel a little bit lost, 
you can always return to this kind of like foundational fuel within you and really use that as motivation to push yourself forwards. So I think doing the work and it is work as well. It doesn't necessarily like, you know, a purpose doesn't necessarily fall into your lap. Um, Like you have to do the work of figuring out why you want to do it. And then once you have that answer, you know, you can use that as your, as your motivation and commitment. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Eloise, do you want to tell people where they can find you? Because I would love for them all now to go and follow you on Instagram. So can you let them know where to find you? Um, that would be amazing. So you can either search Eloise Alexia. So that's Eloise and then A-L-L-E-X. IA, <laughs> trying to spell that in my head. Um, or you can just search Eloise Skinner, which is my actual name, into your Instagram search box. <laughs> Super. And I will put handle in the show notes as well so that you can definitely find it. And she will also be up on our Instagram. So if you're really, really struggling to find it, you can come to our platform and we will show you where to go. Um, so a massive, massive thank you, Eloise. You have been delightful to talk to. Thank you so much for giving up your time and everything you said was so valuable. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. That's all right. It's been a pleasure. A massive thank you to listening, everyone. I hope you have a lovely week. This has been Performer Talks and I've been your host, Bethany Unwin.